Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Success Beyond the Lens podcast, where I have John Beebe to chat about the importance of retirement and or investments for small business owners. John founded Collaborative Financial Group, a fiduciary financial advisor for small to medium businesses in 2017. In six short years, Collaborative FG is the country's leading retirement plan consultant firm. His passion for small business owners comes from being one, riding the roller coaster that is owning a business, getting in line, and buying another ticket each year. He recognized that sometimes small to medium businesses get overlooked by the financial industry and wants to see each of his clients grow and succeed and be in your ring while growing. John gives us a moment of calm that things don't always have to be overwhelming. Just trust that you know more than you give yourself credit for, be gentle with yourself, and brave in your choices. Let's get started. Hey, all you lovely listeners, welcome or welcome back to Success Beyond the Lens podcast season six, hosted by your new host, me, Sabrina Chapman, executive client experience manager and employee at SBTL. Come along for a ride in this season as we chat about some of the nitty gritty upkeeps of running a business. That could be contracts, finances, insurance, 401k, and different legalities. While these topics can be scary or daunting or intimidating, they are still super important when starting and growing a business. Lucky for you, we've got your back with an awesome lineup of guests to help mark these off your checklist and take some weight off your shoulders. So let's skip the cliche, grab a pen, paper, and coffee and just jump right into it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Success Beyond the Lens podcast. As you all heard, I have John of Collaborative Financial Group with me today. John, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to meet with me. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, me too. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Okay. Um, I'm John Beebe. I live in Portland, Oregon, and my business, Collaborative Financial Group, is a fiduciary small business retirement plan service or small business advising, depending on how you kind of look at it. I kind of, I, I really do my best to make sure that each business that I work with feels like they have a unique experience. So it's basically focused on small business growth and development. Right. Good. I, yeah. I noticed in your questionnaire, it said that you, you know, you try to work with small businesses to help them like basically not freak out about the scary stuff, you know, to, to take it <laughs> yep. slow and like, you know, we can get through this together. We can talk about it. You know, we can do it all. And that's so helpful too, with not just small businesses, but everybody, because, you know, retirement plans and investment options, like that's just mumbo jumbo sometimes, you know, so to have somebody knowledgeable to talk through about it, that's awesome. So I know you started Collaborative Financial in 2017. So can you share your journey with us to creating the business and becoming a retirement consultant? Sabrina, I'd like to touch on exactly what you just said as sort of an overarching element to our, our chat and our interview that we, we all know, but we don't talk about. And that that's really money is very emotional and we have a very emotional relationship with money. And you kind of touched on one of the things that happens to all of us, regardless of our financial circumstances, we can freak out over money. It's super, super easy to do. I do it all the time. No one is immune from freaking out over money, no matter uh, where you come from whether you're a small business owner, whether you work for a company, whether you're a student, whatever it is, we all have like 
a relationship with money. And I would say one of the mission statements of the way I've created my business is to really get that relationship, understand that relationship, respect that relationship where it's at for the small business owner, but then also really kind of educate and empower that small business owner to have a healthier relationship with their money, not have them freak out over things, big things like retirement plans, big things like investing, challenges with taxes and the like. So really, I guess my start in my own practice came from me and my relationship with money, uh, good, bad, or ugly, right? So I've always advocated and worked with nonprofits. And I was sitting on a board, a nonprofit board for the National Brain Tumor Society. And as an entrepreneur my whole life, I uh, was working with a a gentleman who is a long-term brain cancer survivor, great guy. And he's a senior financial advisor at this big firm. And we were having beers and I was lamenting the fact that like all of us that are solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, like no one in the financial world ever even gives us any attention. They don't give us a sniff. They don't call us back. We're the ones that have to advocate for something we don't even know about. And then if they do, we have to pay them for something that they they kind of do in five minutes, then they forget about us. And if we're lucky, they'll check on us in a year, Mm -hmm. right? If we're lucky. And I was super, I've always been a little miffed by that and a little pissed off about that. And so I I was just kind of venting to him and he was laughing about it. And he said, you know why? It's because you guys aren't big enough of a paycheck for us. (laughs) And that's the fact. Yeah. That's literally what it is. And, and he said, you know, at the end of the day, we just don't have the bandwidth or the interest. And he was being very honest. And I, I kind of appreciated that. So what he did tell me was, you know, we've got this small business incubator program that we're testing out as sort of this development testing in this big firm. You know, and we want to see, you know, if that's a quote unquote market for us. If you'd be interested, we'd underwrite all your education, all of your licensing process and running my own business running around with my head cut off, wearing all the hats. I was like, sure, I'll just put one more hat on and let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so I, I went through it. I was able to get my fiduciary licenses and certifications. And if we want to talk about that later, we can. Otherwise, people can Google the difference between a fiduciary advisor and a regular advisor. It comes up all the time. So I was able to do that. I uh, worked at this big firm and got to see how it's done got to see how they make a lot of money and said, that's not the right path for me because my relationship with money needs to be healthy. Not just, I have more of it, ergo, suddenly I'm healthier. I really wanted to do it the right way. And so after a couple of years, just like learning the trade, I broke off and created Collaborative Financial Group to really focus on all of us that kind of get ignored by the industry. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. It's like, hello, we matter too. Like we need help. Come and help us. Yeah. Totally get it. So small business owners, why is setting up a retirement and or investment important for us? That's a great question. One, I think it's something that we think may be out of reach or it's on sort of our bucket list of like someday, you know, I'll be like my neighbor down the way who works for a Fortune 500 company and has a matching 401k or whatever. But really, that's not me because every month I'm struggling month to month. And that's true. That's not not true, right? The idea is to educate the small business owners that they do have somewhere in that space the ability and the advantages of having a retirement plan. What hasn't happened in our industry as far as communication and understanding is that retirement plans, just like everything else, should be scalable, 
right? It's not just for giant, giant corporations like tech giants or apparel industry or whatever the industry is, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of retirement plans, the 401k should, should be always scalable down to a solopreneur. Now, your average financial advisor is not going to do that because it's a lot of work up front for not a lot of return, but it's what I wanted for my business. So it's what I wanted to create for other businesses. So one of the first hurdles to overcome is how do you make that attainable for small business owners, right? Mm. The other thing that's happening uh, in a lot of the different states that we all live in is states are rolling out mandated retirement plans for small businesses. Oh, okay. Where, yeah, and a lot of people are unaware of it. They're depending on the state, but none of them are doing a very good job communicating these yeah. things. And technically, if a small business gets audited by the state and they're not in compliance with a state mandated retirement plan, they can be fined. Oh. So there's an advantage to putting something in place proactively uh, so you don't have to deal with that. The the other advantage is just peace of mind and pride in your business saying, hey, I'm not only planning for yesterday or today or three to five years from now, I'm planning for 10 years plus. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of it that is probably the one that is growing the most is to attract and retain any type of quality employees. You got to have something in place. Because you have to be able to compete with the, you know, the bigger businesses and offering a suite of services like a retirement plan is huge. Right. And then lastly, taxes. You save a ton of money on taxes when you have a qualified retirement plan as a small business owner. So those are the kind of big ones. Okay. So with that, would you suggest there's a certain time in business from just beginning to having a whole team that we would look into retirement options? Or is that like something that we should start doing right off the bat? It depends. Okay. That's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's the answer. Lies. Like it depends. It depends. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on how you feel, how stable you feel your feet, your business feet are underneath you. But it's also when you feel like it's going to resonate for you. If it means a lot to do this early on in your business, do it. Mm -hmm. If it means that you want to wait a year because it's going to stress you out, wait a year because it's going to stress you out. There are certain tent poles in your business. Obviously, when you start paying yourself, Mm -hmm. it's a good time to start paying yourself to plan for the future, right? Okay. When you're dealing with with some taxes that are starting to grow, the tax burden is growing year to year, maybe look at ways of getting a tax advantage in it, right? Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a retirement plan, but retirement plan is one of those things that can help you from a tax standpoint. When you're thinking about bringing someone on as a W-2 employee, you should definitely look at something like that. Okay. When you're looking at a business loan, a business loan is huge. Different underwriting and uh, business lenders really do look at the format of your business and a retirement plan can count as a positive on the underwriting process for your business as well. So there's a lot of different points in time where you can look at different things. It really truly depends at the end of the day, but it never hurts to start the conversation. And what I found, honestly, Sabrina, starting the conversation creates a lot of it gets rid of a lot of the of the fear of the unknown, yeah. right? It gets rid of a lot of like, well, what if, what happens? And if you find somebody good to have that conversation with, their job is to help you understand it and make you feel confident and comfortable in whatever decision you make at that point. Yeah, go ahead and start the relationship. I mean, taking that first step to reach out to somebody and just like the first phone call 
is already a huge stress reliever. I'm like, you know, all, all that pressure lifted off your shoulders just to make that that first little step. And even if you're not ready to move forward, at least you have that person, you know, in your phone or in your email, like, you know, that you can contact them, get a hold of them, ask the questions or whatever. Just it's like having having somebody on your team, having somebody on your side. That's a huge stress reliever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And one of my questions was, at what point could I offer these options to my team? Like, do I have to make a certain amount of money or do I have to have a certain amount of team members? But it sounds like what you're saying is that I could start it really anytime that I wanted to. So I don't necessarily have to make a certain amount of money in order to give these options to my team or to myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a that's really good insight. The nice thing about a qualified retirement plan, if you work with someone who understands the space, there's going to be the right vehicle, the right fit out there for you. If you're literally a solopreneur and you're just paying yourself, you know, K1 1099, if you're a solopreneur and you've got 1099 people and you don't plan on taking any on W2, if you're an S corp and or an LLC and an S corp, and you're actually, you know, kind of got a payroll thing going and you're paying yourself, you're paying people. Mm -hmm. There are different options at different levels. And really like you just nailed it. So starting the conversation, understanding your options, and then taking time to sort of, you know, sit with that and see how it resonates for you Mm -hmm. and finding the right option with the right professional and that you're right in the corner with you on your team is really golden. Okay, good. So you were kind of touching on different types of accounts and, you know, to be honest, some of those kind of go over my head. So could you explain some of the differences between the kinds of accounts available in, in short brief? If you can, or is it- <laughs> yeah, I can, I can explain it in language that I understand in my oh, head perfect. too. So, I mean, that's, I, I can't, I can't speak in IRS guidelines, but um, none of us can. I mean, I don't even think the IRS can. So you might want to cut that part out. <laughs> But so really, when you're looking at retirement plans, you're looking at several factors, right? You're looking at you want an open architecture availability of investments. You don't want to go to someone who I I don't know, I don't really want to throw anyone under the bus as far as like a company. But let's say one of those big companies that starts with an F or has the initials C and S or has whatever, like suddenly their solutions are all going to be proprietarily branded that stuff. that's a warning sign because that means they're making money off of setting your accounts up and they're making money off of those investments at the same time. So anything that's branded all the same thing is generally something that you're not going to have an open architecture setup of investments. And when I say open architecture, the kind of portfolios I create for people are based on their own unique needs their own unique risks based on the marketplace, their age, their timeline. It's basically just an entirely coutured portfolio. And it's not about who's in the portfolio. It's about what that can do for the investor, i.e. the the business. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's open architecture investments. It's that you're going to get some type of tax advantage from setting that account up. There's no reason for a small business owner to set an account up and then have to pay taxes on that account and not have it benefit their business from a tax standpoint, Mm -hmm. right? That's huge. That's really, really important. So whatever kinds of accounts you set up, you want to benefit your business and you want to be able to invest and grow. The third thing is flexibility. Business, as we all know, isn't just like 
it's not cruise control on the freeway, right? right? Sometimes you got to slow down. Sometimes you got to speed up. Sometimes you got to change. That's going to affect all the different things. That's going to affect the cash flow of the business. That's going to affect the forecast of the business. That's going to affect all these things. Your retirement plan needs to be flexible with that. It can't be so inflexible that suddenly it's a burden on you as the business owner, right? So once again, it's sort of incumbent upon the business owner to find a good professional team person, like a retirement plan advisor, to help make sure that that plan is flexible and can grow with the business as the business grows. Mm -hmm. But also when it needs to slow down, it can slow down with it as well. Okay. So those are the things to look for. The types of accounts that we're talking about are anything from, you hear the word IRA uh, thrown around a ton. That's an individual retirement account. That's an IRS term. Basically, if you hear IRA, that means there's some tax advantages with it. You hear the words 401k, solo 401k thrown mm-hmm. around. The company does a match on those plans. If you're a solopreneur, you can still set up a 401k and you can start, your company can still do a match. It's really, really cool. It's called a solo 401k or an i401k. And then you hear of a thing called a profit share. And a profit share is something that's discretionary to based on how the business is doing, right? And we can set up a profit share in addition to a regular retirement plan. So there's a ton of different account options available. I hope that answered your question. Yeah. So it's not really just like a cut and paste for like, say a business first starting out or a business that makes, you know, 250, 500,000. It's not like a cut and paste type of account. You know, there's all, there's different kinds of variables, I guess, that could go with each type, with each type of company. Okay. I gotcha. So if I'm just starting out, you know, taking that first step in communication with you, how much would I need to invest to get a plan set up? for just a business owner? And does that amount change with more people on my team? Yeah. And that's, those are both great questions. So the the first part of that question, it should never cost you money to set an account. If it does, don't do it because all of these accounts should be able to like, I mean, if it does, if it does, you can email me and say, Hey John, you're wrong. I found this account that costs a ton of money to get set up. And I'll be like, Oh no. (laughs) So really uh, all of these accounts should be free to set up. To go back to the earlier point about the state-run accounts, if you set one of these accounts up, even if you don't put money into it, technically your business is compliant and it has a retirement plan. Uh It doesn't necessarily need to fund it right away. It has the retirement plan set up. So it's a little bit of a loophole that you can do and you can set up an account. Once you get these accounts set up, it sort of, it just depends on how you want that account set up, whether you're going to run it through payroll how many team members do you have? And that's when, once again, you know, working with a professional and getting those logistics set up from the beginning would be advantageous is working with someone and not trying to just do it yourself yeah. because you're going to have somebody, you know, kind of walk you right. through all of those, those aspects of it for sure. That's definitely where having somebody on your team can help you. Cause I know, I know personally, I love to be able to have somebody that helps me walk through it at any point that I might have questions, I can ask the questions and you're there to be able to break it down in a way that I could understand it instead of just, you know, here's what you need to do, sign the line to be able to talk me through it. <laughs> That's always very helpful. Well, and I think it, I think you bring up a good point in it too much is that each industry has its own different 
calendar. It's got its own different life cycle of the sales cycle of what it, what it is. Each industry has its own challenges and its own advent advantages. So a huge part of my job or any other professional's job is to understand your industry, is to have you talk to me through, talk to me about your industry, talk me through some of the aspects of your industry, because it helps inform some of the decisions that we make mm-hmm. together on what kind of retirement plan makes the most sense. Some businesses the cash up and flow is very seasonal, right? So it just depends on the industry. And so leading up to a certain, you know, Christmas season, suddenly they're so slammed, they can't take care of anything. And then they're sitting on a ton of cash near the end of the year. And then they're going to get crushed in taxes the next spring because they didn't plan for it. Well, we have to prepare for that the next spring and in the summer for that fall rush. Cause I know yeah. they're not going to have time that fall to do anything. Right. So it's it's really on, you know, looking at that and understanding and that, and that requires a lot of listening. I know we're on a podcast meeting where you're interviewing me, but I spend a lot of time interviewing mm-hmm. my clients and listening to them and really understanding, you know, kind of what they're going for and, and making sure that they understand that I'm here to listen to the challenges that they have and the wins that they have. You know, I love cheering my businesses on. Yeah. It's so awesome. But I also want to be there for when the challenges happen and really understanding those aspects up front and being able to prepare adequately for the next time it happens is yeah. really important. So I think kind of going back to, you know, the bigger corporations of, well, you're not much of a paycheck. So why are they going to waste their time with you? Like we need somebody, you know, we need help too. We, we don't know how to do everything on our own. And so kind of what you're saying is like, we would just come in with you, talk to you about what we want. Here's our business. Here's who we have on our team. And you would provide us with the options that we have and explain pros and cons of each of those options, I guess. So all of the accounts or options are kind of tailor-made for each business, depending on what what all they have. Yep. That's a great summary. That's a great w- way to, uh, to sort of summarize the, the beginning process. Being a fiduciary financial advisor, our uh, one driving light, our goal is our client's financial welfare. We're held to a very high standard. So every situation that we encounter clients, that client's financial welfare is first and foremost. Sometimes what I do is I basically offer advice up front. I help lay things out and I say, let's check in six months from now. Let's check in nine months from now. Let's check in a year from now. A lot of times we don't do business right off the bat because there's a lot of things that I can do for business owners up front to get them into a better position that don't necessarily involve my services. And I'm happy to do so because if at one point they get to the point where they're ready to start a retirement plan, that means their business is on the right track. And that means things are right. And they, at that point, if they want to start working with me, great. If they got it on their own, that's awesome. I'm super happy to make sure that those businesses grow sustainably and, and, you know, systemically up front. And uh, oftentimes that uh, entails offering that advice and that guidance and maybe even referring to someone else if they don't have a tax professional, if they're looking for a tax professional, if they're looking for a health insurance broker, there's a ton of great independent practitioners out there that all are totally independent of each other and that are really good resources for small business owners. So I really, at the end of the day, I always want those businesses to do well. And so a lot of my advice up front is based on that. Whatever the vehicle is, when the time is right, mm-hmm. we can get there. But I never try to put that before anything yeah. else. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's 
that's helpful, just like a kind of like a consulting or just like give advice to different businesses right off the bat without necessarily having to hire you for your services, but to just give them advice and consulting advice. You don't get that everywhere. But that, but that's, that's how it should be really at the end of the day. That's how, because I don't know, maybe that's the idealist in me a little bit, but I, I feel like if you put that energy and you put that, that uh, support, that expertise, that knowledge, that empowerment out there, it's going to continue to come back. So I feel like my practice has grown on that, even if it's not necessarily somebody I work with directly, it's putting the right energy out there. And it's the kind of energy that I would want if I was out there looking for a fiduciary financial advisor. I mean, it's working for you. You're the country's leading retirement plan consulting group, right? So, you know, you're doing something right. Uh, I, I feel very, very lucky. And I feel like I it's something that I'm very passionate about. And I, I really enjoy working with, like, I, I wasn't kidding, man. I, I I'm so proud of all my clients and I'm so proud of the people that, that I might work with someday, but also might be able to pull this off on mm-hmm. their own. I just think it takes a really resourceful, powerful, strong, and kind person to become a business owner. Uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's so rewarding. And so I just, I just love, I love cheering people on. I love hearing the success stories and I love the challenges yeah. too. I mean, it doesn't always work out and that's okay too, yeah. you know? And so Really, at the end of the day, uh, being able to be there and be on someone's team is just a—it's a blessing. Yeah, for sure. no, I feel the same way. Like, like you said, you know, sometimes you just help people out for free. You don't need to expect to have anything back in return. It's—it's it's just the kindness, you know. Help people out, boost boost someone up, even if it's not bringing you anything. Just boost them up. What's there's no harm in that. I mean, I, I can I ask you a question. I bet when you do that, it takes less energy for you to be able oh, yeah. to do that than it would to put something else out into the world, out into the world yeah, for them, definitely. you know? So absolutely. Yeah. So if our listeners did want to get in touch with you for any advice, do you do virtual consultations or do they have to be in person? No, not at all. Yeah. I do virtual consultations. I have uh, clients all across the United States. I have uh, expat clients that happen to live overseas as long as they have a U.S. based okay. business. I would say that's the bulk of my business. I do have quite a few clients up in the Pacific Northwest. And when I can, I love to go to my clients' businesses and check out what they got going if they've got a brick and mortar. And I try to make a point of that. But I would say, you know, a big bulk of my business is virtual. All of our, there is never a cost associated with starting the conversation. With that consultation, I don't charge for financial plans. A lot of advisors like to charge for financial plans. I do that as a value add for my business owner clients if they're interested in it. But those conversations, I love to hear them. Um, I would love to get, uh, listen to some of the stories of your listeners and just get to know them and hear more about it. Awesome. Sure. So how can they get in touch with you? The uh, best way to do it is via email or go to my website. So my email is john with no H. That's J-O-N at collaborative, the word collaborative, and then F-G. So F as in Frank. G as in group. So john at collaborativefg.com or you can go to www.collaborativefinancialgroup.com. If you do, you'll probably be the first 
person in a week that's gone to my website because no one ever goes there because everybody it's my entire business is referral based i can say that i can say very happily that my clients are very happy clients and they refer me to other very happy business owners that could potentially use my services or it's through something like this wonderful medium that you have going right now uh, where i get a chance to have a bit of a platform um, with someone super cool like you and have a conversation so truly you can go to my website if you want to, but I don't care. Like, it's not going to affect me either way. <laughs> I don't do any business through my website. So you can just email me or I don't know if you could put it in the notes, my email and, you know, even my cell phone number is totally fine too. So. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. What about any socials? Is there someplace that our, our listeners can follow you? Yeah. So uh, one of the things about being a fiduciary financial advisor is we're very, very highly regulated. So we are, our social media presence is sadly link, uh, limited to okay. LinkedIn. We're, we're, we're working on that. If we get updates, um, I will let you know. But there's there's uh, enough bad apples in our industry. The last thing they need to do is uh, just you know go tweeting out uh, <laughs> private confidential client information. Yeah, might, about might not be a earnings. good idea. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, insider trading might take a whole new level if people are Instagramming stories about their yeah. businesses that. <laughs> So do you have any other advice you think would be important or implemental for our listeners? Yeah, uh, for sure. Just be kind with yourself. You know, as a business owner, uh, you're strong, you're resilient, you know more than you give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. And just be brave to, uh, you did a great job, Sabrina, about saying, start that conversation, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter. Just start the conversation. What's the worst that could happen? The conversation stops after a little bit and you start a new conversation, Yep. right? So that's the advice I give. Start the conversation with whoever you want. And if you don't like them, start the conversation with another person. If you don't like them, start the conversation (laughs) with another person. Because there's a lot of us out there. You've at least crossed that threshold, at least started something. Like I know for me, if I have fear over something, uh, you know, I'm super nervous. But I'm like, once I just start it and get over it, I'll be good to go. And then if I need to start that conversation again with you or with somebody else, I already have somewhat experience. I'm good to go. You know, I've crossed that line and and I've started the communication. So, you know, your first step, you got to go. So I'm going to end the interview with three different questions. I'm stealing two of them from Jen's podcast. I like two of them really well. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. (laughs) What is uh, your favorite business tool and why? Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, my favorite business tool, honestly, is the conversation. The conversation is my favorite business tool. That's a that's a great answer. I love that answer. If I were to come and visit you, where would we go and what would we have for drinks? Oh, right down the hill it, from where I live in Southeast Portland is a place. I don't know if I'm allowed. I'm going to drop the name. If For people in Portland, go to a place called Keeper Coffee. And it's in Southeast Portland. And it's a great coffee house. They work with a local roastery. They get their own roast done by this local roastery. And you can't see it, but off off to the, the, the back area, they have a giant bakery. And they have this beautiful display of baked goods, sweet, savory, anything you want. All, you know, all the different options, vegan options, vegetarian options, blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. And it's gorgeous. It looks like a French bakery. And there's wow. all these different, like, coverings and dust and it's just wonderful and it smells amazing in there and it's just and it's in this kind of like funky house slash business and there's always a perfect little table to sit at and just chat and relax and listen to your story yeah that sounds awesome sounds like a beautiful place to visit that'd be great 
Okay, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't pierce your eyebrow. <laughs> Do you have did you have your eyebrow pierced? Cool. It wasn't cool then, it's not cool now, John. Don't do it. <laughs> I love that one. Yes, that's a good one. It's crazy what you come up with when you're 18 years oh, old. Oh my god. My uh the look on my parents' face is like what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> But I mean, it, I, I think I think this advice, the real, like the long term advice that my eighteen year old myself would never listen to, would be to do the same thing. Uh, just be kind to yourself. Just be kind mm-hmm. to yourself. I, I think we're in such short supply of being kind to ourselves that you know, just a moment of kindness to yourself a day is worth a thousand, a thousand other moments during the day. So, yeah. You have such other negativity, negativity coming at you from all different places. Like you can at least be kind to yourself. You know, you can at least change that narrative for yourself. That's, that's a really good piece of advice. All right. Well, thank you, John. It has been a pleasure speaking with you and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it so much, Sabrina. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with all our listeners. us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.